Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have awesome news for you. Our partners at Bet Online continue to get it done as the number one source for all your football betting needs this season. And basketball has been back as well. And they're the number one source for the hoops. Uh, every single time out, a matchup info, player news, game trends, latest odds, it's all there as your continued source for all sports wagering info. Bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and more. It's MLB, it's MMA, it's tennis, boxing, even golf, and everything in between. All you have to do is head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards by visiting betonline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's always ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their pumpkin cakes, along with a four-pack of Little Screamers. Carvel is open seven days a week, Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering pumpkin spice soft serve to go along with pumpkin cakes and those four-packs of Screamers. Happy Halloween! Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Back with you, it's the ML Sports Platter. All over the major platforms, go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Welch & Company Jewelers. Make sure you log on to welchjewelers.com. Today, you can shop the showcase for engagement rings, wedding rings, and a heck of a lot more. Uh, Bracelets, necklaces, they're getting it done. And they do repairs, by the way. And check out all of their posts on Instagram and on Facebook as well as they're doing month-to-month specials on specific elite jewelry that you won't find anywhere else. Welch & Company Jewelers is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Again, welchjewelers.com, welchjewelers.com. Com. Tip of the cap, thank you to other sponsors of the show, Camillus Golf Club, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Ken's Auto Detailing, Carvel of North Syracuse, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. He's got the plan for you, whether you have a youngster retire, uh, uh, going to college or you're retiring, whatever the case may be. I'm telling you, it's a great, great place to be if you start with Brian Conboy and listen to all of his options for your uh, tax-efficient retirement planning today. LinkedIn, Facebook, and advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors.massmutual.com. Well, this book has actually been out for a few years, but uh, definitely want to, you know, talk about it and, and share some awesome stories because I've just, I just got done with it and it's, it's incredible. I've been to Chicago. I've been to Wrigley. I've been to Harry Carey's restaurant and I just read it and really enjoyed it. And uh, Don Zaminda reached out to me on Twitter and said, hey, you know, if you'd like me to come on and talk about the book. Uh, so I said, absolutely. And so let's do it right now with Don Zaminda. The legendary Harry Carey is the book online where books are sold, major bookstores, Amazon.com, you name it. Uh, Harry Carey was unlike uh, anyone else. That's that's for sure, both 
uh, in the broadcast booth and uh, away from it. Uh, obviously, the lineage of of, of his, his son and grandson, um, you know, in the broadcasting world, uh, the impact he made on on so many different cities, and of course Chicago, where he really buttered his bread. Uh, Harry Carey was really a true, true icon in broadcasting and in baseball. The legendary Harry Carey, baseball's greatest salesman, still going online and major bookstores where you get your books by Don Zeminda. Don, welcome aboard, bud. How are you? Hey, how are you, Mike? I'm doing well. What what made Harry Carey unlike any other? I think Harry bonded himself to the fans more than any other broadcaster in MLB history. I mean, certainly there were a lot of guys who were close, but I don't think anybody had a closer identification with the team's fandom than Harry did. And the amazing thing about it is that he actually did it in three different places. Um, he did it with the Cardinals, and he did it with the White Sox, and did it with the Cubs. I mean, if you were a fan of that team during the years that Harry was the broadcaster, he was just your guy. As a fan, I, I can say this from experience because I'm a lifelong White Sox fan, and uh, I was there during the 1970s uh, when Harry was in his heyday with the White Sox. Just the bonding that you felt with him. If a player was doing badly, he would tell you, he would talk about it. If the team was doing well, he was leading the cheers. There was nobody quite like him. So give me. Your favorite Harry Carey story? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think the story that, that kind of encapsulates Harry's passion and his ability to stand up and against the team if he needed to came when he was with the White Sox. And... Um, Harry got into a feud with Bud Selig, who at the time was the uh, owner of the Milwaukee Brewers before he became a commissioner. And Harry wanted to sing, take me out to the ball game when the White Sox were in County Stadium and wanted to play it over the PA system. And Bud said no. And Harry just ripped Bud. He called him an idiot. He called him a fool. He, you know, essentially made a long-term enemy of, of Bud Selig. And then when Bud became commissioner, he, really, he didn't really back down. I mean, he felt that he had made a good point. He was sticking up for his fans and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. I mean, that was just the kind of passionate guy that Harry was. And, and as a fan, he really appreciated it. So obviously a lot of things that happen in our childhood, whether it's positive or negative, uh, it shapes who we are, who we become later in life. That, down the line a little bit, maybe way down the line, but, but, but it kind of comes full circle at some point. And it's funny, I just got done reading The Blood and Guts by Tyler Dunn, and in that, in that great history, the tight end book, um, Jimmy Graham was talked about you know, being disowned by his mother and you know, basically every guardian, both, you know, both parents... Um, he was he was basically an orphan. Uh, he was beat up all the time. He was living out of cars. I mean, it was an ugly situation, but it propelled him into, you know, becoming a man at like 10, 11 years old and then being one of the tough-ass tight ends in the history of the game. Harry Carey um, didn't become a tight end. He became a broadcaster, 
but he was also a guy who fought adversity during his childhood, right? I mean, he had some of that orphaned uh, childhood thing going on as well. I mean, how much did that shape him in terms of how he viewed things and, and what he ultimately really became? Oh, I, I think it shaped him a lot. He, he never knew his father. Um, the story that, that's most likely to have happened was that um, his father went away to World War One when um, Harry was a very small child and never came back. And um, they never quite figured out whether his father uh, remained alive and just stayed in Europe because he was, he was originally from uh, um, Albania wow. or not. But anyway, Harry was left alone with his mother and then his mother died when he was 12 years old and ended up living with an aunt and uncle um, who he really um, didn't feel that close to. He had stepbrothers and stepsisters that he really didn't feel part of the family with. And I really think that that affected his whole life. And just the idea, starting from the time that really he was like an adolescent and a high school kid, that he was going to have to make it on his own and that he was going to have to be tough and he was going to have to knock on some doors and keep pounding until they opened. And that was the way he lived his life. He was unapologetic about everything that he did. Um, he made his own way through um, enormous difficulties at times and uh, really had an amazing life. And I think the, the, the difficulty that he had in his childhood really helped him become a better and stronger person. Our guest is Don Zeminda. You can get him on uh, Twitter at D Zeminda. That's at D Z M I N D A. He's the author of the 2019 Casey Award nominee, the legendary Harry Carey and double plays and double crosses. Talking a little bit of uh, baseball here on the ML Sports Platter, the Black Sox and baseball, I should mention, in 1920 uh, as well. Um, Harry Carey, the legendary Harry Carey, what a great cover of the book. Just that 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 huge smile, right, and, and that huge laugh, just such a bombastic kind of character. Um, where Where was that picture taken? Do you know? Uh, no, actually, the publisher got that picture for okay. us. It was obviously during his cut years, yeah. uh, toward the end of his life. But it, it's the perfect figure of Harry just yeah. smiling and laughing and enjoying life. You can see he's probably talking to somebody. <laughs> and uh, that was Harry through and through the picture. that just captured that. So it's hard to believe that he's been gone for, what, 24 years now. Um, do you think if, if Harry Carey, everything that went with him, you know, his style, his personality, his broadcasting, uh, the impact with the fans. Let's fast forward and say that Harry Carey starts his career in 2022. Does it work today? Uh, you know, I don't think it would. I don't either. Uh, a, a big difference between the 1940s when Harry got his start and today was that during the 40s, uh, amazingly, like more than one team, more than one uh, broadcast outlet in the city would broadcast the games and they didn't deal with the team. They had beer sponsorships <laughs> and it was the beer sponsor that hired the announcer. And of course, Harry was perfect for that. It wasn't really until fairly recent times that the announcers were first hired by the individual broadcast station. And then later, and what's happening today is that the broadcasters are their employees of the team. So, Nobody could be as candid about a team when it was having trouble or when players were struggling as Harry was um, even during his cup years. 
uh, that just wouldn't go anymore. Um, these guys are employees of the team. They are allowed to criticize them. Like if you listen like to the Mets TV announcers, um, um, Keith Hernandez in particular is very candid about the failings of the Mets, but he doesn't go over the line. Harry didn't believe that there was a line. He was just going to say what, whatever he thought and but the chips fall where they may. Uh, so it's the book is so good. I mean, the the reporting and the storytelling, the interviews, um, just from cover to cover. It's I, I couldn't I couldn't put it down. It was it was really great. And I, I made I made Don this year um, a promise to myself that you know I, I was going to go into the Hall of Fame when I was there for the induction and do something different, which is go into the library and I've done it a million times, but go into the library and buy a book. Buy a unique book that that just jumped out to me, and this was the book that I saw, and this was the book that I chose. Well, that's very nice of you to say that. I'm very pleased that the Hall of Fame bookstore had the book available. Yeah, and super, you know, reasonably priced and all that. And and Harry Carey, I've been to, you know, Chicago. I went to Wrigley Field in 2001, um, and I went to Harry Carey's restaurant. You know, and you could just kind of you could kind of feel him around there, you know, still, you know, you, you really could. I mean, it was just a few years that he was, you know, that he had passed, but you, you could feel, you could feel his presence, you know, during the seventh inning stretch, during walking around Wrigleyville, you know, going to the restaurant, you can, you could feel him. I'm sure that you can still feel him yeah. to this day. Right. And, and probably we're going to say that forever. Yeah, I think we are. And, and another thing that's amazing about Harry is that is the incredible effect that he had on the teams that he broadcast for. When he started with the Cardinals in the 1940s, they were a popular team. But by the end of his reign um, in the 1960s, the Cardinals just ruled that area in like Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska. They had like 100 outlets that would broadcast Cardinal games. Uh, Millions of people became Cardinal fans because of Harry. Uh, he goes to the White Sox. When he goes to the White Sox, they're so unpopular that he can't even get on the Chicago radio station his first year. Mm. They have to be on this little dinky suburban 5,000-watt station that a lot of people can't even get on the radio. But within a year, he's so popular that he becomes the biggest thing in Chicago uh, on radio, on TV, in commercials everywhere. The White Sox take off. They go from a team that was about ready to leave town and go bankrupt to a team that was thriving and successful. This was all because of Harry. And then he goes to the Cubs, and the Cubs were a popular team at the time. But by the time he left, the Cubs are drawing $3.5 because of the Superstation being broadcast from coast to coast. Harry's this, like, national rock star, international hero. He's on David Letterman. He's in all these late-night talk shows. It it was amazing. And and the Cubs' popularity just became more enormous than it had ever been before. And all of this is due to Harry, just one man. Yeah, I mean, the impact is just, it's second to none. And I'm kind of with you. I mean, as far as the connection, you know, to the fan bases and the multiple markets and the longevity and all that, uh, he, he was, he was, he was kind of in his own, in his own universe. Um, one thing that is, is kind of sad, uh, with Harry Carey's life, obviously, is that from a family perspective, 
um, it wasn't all there. You know, it, it, he didn't have a, an incredible bond and, and closeness with his son, with his grandson, until probably later in his life. And, and as we know, um, unfortunately, they didn't all get to share the same booth together. Um, you know, and, and Harry Pass and all that. Did, did, did he did he regret that? And you know, he had a, a bunch of wives as well, I believe. And um, but 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 the two guys who you know followed in his footsteps, Skip and Chip. Um, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't have that tight bond, that generational bond that a lot of granddads and dads and sons have. Well, he really didn't, you know, I think because of his family background and, and really being an orphan as a small child, you know, I, I don't think that he ever really had the kind of bonding that, that most kids have with their parents. And I think that showed when he became a parent as well, I, I, uh, wasn't able to talk to, to Skip because Skip had passed away by the time I started working on the book. Right. But I did talk to Chip at some length. And Skip, Chip told me that uh, when he was a kid, he was playing in the Little League. And Harry came out to the game. And he was watching the game go on. And Skip, Chip did something good during the game, hit a home run or something. And Harry didn't even realize that this was his own grandson that it hit the home run. He didn't even recognize Chip. Um, he had to be told that this is your grandson that hit the home run. And, and Chip was, was very sad about that. Um, but as Harry got older, and he, he finally married Dutchie, who was a wonderful woman. Uh, Dutchie, I believe, is still alive. She's got to be close to 100 years old now. But I was able to talk to Dutchie as well. And she had an enormous influence on his life. Dutchie was extremely family-oriented, and she really worked on Harry. Get in touch with your children. Get in touch with your grandchildren. Make up for what had not happened before. And really, by the time that, that both Skip died and Chip died, Harry had a much better, closer, healthier relationship with his son and his grandson. And really, a lot of that was due to Dutchie, but, but Harry came a long way toward the end of his life. What do you hope? When people get done with this book, Don, what do you hope they say about the book and Harry? Well, I, just because I, I just think it's fun. Um, that baseball is fun. Um, that you can be passionate. Uh, you don't have to play by all the rules. Uh, you can take some risks. Uh, you can enjoy life. And uh, from really from the time that Harry was probably a late teenager to the end of his life, I think he enjoyed life every single day. He let nothing stop him. He was always going to be having fun. He was always going to enjoy his life. And that happened till the day he died. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should live. Everybody should try to live their life like that. No doubt. No doubt. Had, uh, had plenty of fun, um, you know, in the broadcast booth and obviously away in some of those stories with the carousing and hanging with fans until the, the wee hours of the night and just keep humming. I mean, the guy was, the guy was a machine. Um, I wanted to close with, maybe you could give my listeners, um, an idea of your background when you started to become an author, a journalist, you know, some of your other works besides the Kerry book, take it wherever you'd like Don, in terms of your career. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I have a degree in journalism from Northwestern. Pretty good school. I crashed out of that field fairly early <laughs> yeah. in the 1970s. Uh, and then in the 1980s, I started working with um, Bill James and John Dewan 
and the people that formed the company called Stats Inc., mm -hmm. which was one of the first companies to utilize the power of the PC to collect sports statistics. And I kind of got in on the ground floor with that business. And it really took off in the 80s and 90s. And uh, I became a full-time employee of Stats in the 90s. And then in 2000, Stats got bought by a division of News Corp, which is the Fox Network's parent company. And they asked me to come out west from, I was in Chicago, they asked me to come out west to Los Angeles to start the research department, the research for both Fox Broadcast and other uh, media and broadcasting outlets. Mm -hmm. So I did that until the time that I retired six years ago. But I always had an urge to write, couldn't quite get to it during my years at Stats because we were so busy with the work that we were doing. But since I retired, I've always been a uh, baseball, kind of an amateur historian. I've been a Sabre member since 1979. I love baseball history. I love sports history. And I love to write. And I just kind of started into it. Um, I had a publisher talk to me about, said, what are you interested in writing about? And I said, Harry Carey. <laughs> so she said, drop a proposal. And they liked it. And the book came out and it was successful. And I've just gone up from there. Wow. Double plays and double crosses, the Black Sox and baseball in 1920, and uh, the legendary Harry Carey. I had just gotten done reading the book, and Don reached out to me on social media. So glad that you did. And uh, hey, get all of his work online where books are sold, Amazon.com, your nearby bookstores, Barnes & Noble, etc. The legendary Harry Carey, baseball's greatest salesman. And boy, was he that indeed. Don Zeminda, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Did you know that my hot tub came from global leaders in the hot tub industry and their hot tub did not? That's a fact. Look it up. Did you know that my hot tub was built in the United States with the highest standard of quality control? Yeah, their hot tub is out of control. Did you know that My Hot Tub has factory direct pricing, comes with customer service support seven days a week, has an extensive warranty, and offers free shipping to your home, and came with an incredible financing plan? Yep, you guessed it. Sorry, their hot tubs simply don't. When it comes time for you to choose the right hot tub for you and your family, remember, there's My Hot Tub, and there's their hot tub. Smart shoppers choose My Hot Tub every time. MyHotTub.com. Experience the difference in person and visit their showroom in Destiny, USA, or visit them online at MyHotTub.com. Why go with their hot tub when you can go with My Hot Tub? MyHotTub.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.